Welcome to Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. How's everybody doing today? This is our first podcast, and I'm uh, extremely happy to be here. Uh, first of all, my name is Craig Greca. I am a six-degree black belt instructor in the universal martial arts, as well as a fifth-degree master in Do martial arts. Uh, I've been doing martial arts now for about 35 years. And uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to do uh, this podcast is to share with you my knowledge uh, that I've had over the years in respect to how I do martial arts training. Um, it's um, due to the name of this podcast, you can, you can pretty much see that one of the great influences on me starting out was back in 1984 when the Karate Kid movie came out. Um, I really very much enjoyed the way that Mr. Miyagi would teach Daniel martial arts uh, through a series of of doing work at home and then um, making it relevant in his martial art training. Um, I started martial arts officially um, in 1985 and uh, that movie that movie was a great influence on me wanting to uh, to start taking martial arts um, and I've really o- always admired the way that Mr. Miyagi would would teach Daniel uh, things um, in the movie so as a result um, one of the things that I I do as a martial arts instructor is sometimes I teach people things in a roundabout way that they find out later on is the reason why um, they were doing it is because of the uh, potential benefit to them in the future. Um, Furthermore, of course, I've I've seen all the Karate Kid movies over the years and also too I've uh, seen the Cobra Kai season one and season two and I'm very excited to see season three. Um, One of the things that that has been updated um, in these movies is that uh, Daniel LaRusso said um, in Cobra Kai, he said, in order to fully learn Miyagi-Do Karate, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. So that's one of the things that uh, inspired me uh, to want to share my knowledge with you on how to do martial art training at home. Uh, One of the uh, key concepts in my podcast is learning martial arts through everyday tasks, thus creating life, increased productivity, and a better world. So not only will you learn martial arts um, doing, during this podcast, but also too, um, you'll get things done, uh, increasing your productivity of your life. Uh, there's usually always a lot of things to do to make your life more organized or better or to improve things for yourself and for others. Um, so that's been a, a, a big factor for me. Now, a little bit of history. Um, before I even started martial arts training um, in 1985, um, m- my brother and I um, were big on doing like ninja training um, which was martial arts that we learned out of books and uh, and various authors. Um, um, And um, our 
friends down the street, we used to always get together and, um, and have obstacle courses in the backyard, and we used to do different types of martial art training, uh, hanging up bags, kicking them, uh, running around all the time, trying to do cool tricks um, in martial arts, see if we can kick higher and jump higher and everything else. So uh, we, we, we've been having pretty much martial art interests since we were really little. So uh, we, we didn't even take martial arts until, until um, you know, uh, ninth grade in uh, high school because, um, because of, you know, the fact of the school availability and also uh, it was something that our parents made us purchase ourselves. So um, we ended up having to pay for lessons ourselves. Maybe that's why I appreciate it so much. So anyways, um, we, um, our father uh, taught us worth ethic at a very young age. So one of the things that he used to do is he used to always give us uh, chores to do at home, and we were always doing some sort of chores at home, um, whether it be um, mowing the lawn or um, uh, moving sand or um, you know uh, pulling out all the stuff out of the barns and reorganizing, or we were washing cars or waxing them or fixing cars. So um, a lot of our a lot of people a lot of the adults in our neighborhood would tell us that the the Greca boys my brother Scott and I were the uh, hardest working kids in the neighborhood because we were always working so as I said our, our father taught us at a very young age um, strong worth ethic okay and that worth ethic has always uh, bled into everything that we've done our whole lives so um, one of the things uh, my father saw the Karate Kid movie uh, I'm not, not sure exactly when he saw it probably uh, pretty soon after it came out and then, of course, he felt that um, all the work he gave us over the years was warranted. So as a teenage kid, I, I didn't fully appreciate it yet um, because I wanted to do martial arts. But uh, um, he was, you know, saying, well, this is what they taught in the Karate Kid, you know, and, and you're just doing more of that, you know. So um, that was always funny, funny for him because now it just kind of like uh, validated uh, his whole um, chore system that he had us do at home so um, it was funny as well but um, so anyways um, during the uh, this podcast we're going to be uh, examining uh, different different uh, uh, work that you can do at home outside of the classroom that will help to reinforce your martial art training um, we'll have different topics every podcast uh, today's topic is wax on wax off now, I know that this is a topic that many of you guys are familiar with. I wanted to start out with something familiar, um, but I'll add my own twist onto it uh, and add to it um, than what Mr. Miyagi did when he taught Daniel in the Karate Kid movie. Uh, but one of the things that my father used to do when we, uh, we had a lot of cars growing up because um, uh, my brother Scott is, uh, is 11 months younger than me, and my sister Christy is three years younger than me. So uh, we had a lot of people that were, that were driving at the same time. Um, my brother Scott and I were going to college and, and Christy was going to high school and uh, uh, we had mom and dad still driving. So we had to have a lot of cars. So we'd find these junkers and we'd fix them up, uh, which is a whole different topic by the way. Um, but, um, and then we'd have a lot of cars to wash. So my dad used to line up all the cars and uh, we, would, we would wash them. So. Uh, one of the things that, um, before I get into um, the benefits, 
um, it, it was always fun for us when we were, we were growing up because uh, one of the things in, in my martial art philosophy that I teach is that you work hard, you play hard. So that's one of the things that I, I really wanted to, to convey to my students that that's what we do. Um, but we used to have fun. My brother and I used to have fun washing the car, even having fun washing the cars when we were kids because when you wash a car with, with your brother, um, one of the things you do is uh, we would do stuff like my brother would be washing the end of the car and then I would conveniently be rinsing off the quarter panel on the back and then I would accidentally get them, you know, with the hose and get them wet. He'd be like, oh, sorry, you know, and then all of a sudden it turns into a big fight. We used to always try and do it like um, really... Um, you know, accidentally, like as if we, we meant not to get them wet, but we accidentally did, but we always meant to get them wet. So uh, it was one of those fun things. Then we ended up chasing each other around the car. And, but the thing of it is, is we, we eventually would get the job done. Okay. Now, <clears throat> when you wash a car, I was talking about this before to my kids, is that you can, um, you can uh, very minimally do something. You know, like you can uh, uh, keep, your fat, keep your feet static, uh, make small circles, not move your arm very much, uh, use the same arm the whole time, and you don't gain uh, that much benefit out of, out of this exercise. Uh, when you wash a car, you have to really make, uh, you have to shift your weight from foot to foot, uh, engage your core, and, and do it in a mindful way, uh, making big circles. So you make big outward circles, and also big inward circles, okay? And in doing so, you're uh, rotating your shoulders, or your rotator cuff, and uh, you're, um, you know, working the, the, uh, the range of motion on your shoulders and also, too, increasing the strength and tone of the shoulders at the same time. Now, washing is uh, pretty, uh, pretty elementary. You can uh, figure out how that would work. Uh, but the, the, the key is, is that, that I wanted to make is, is that when you engage the whole body, um, when you wash a car, you actually get it done quicker. So one of the things is you increase productivity because you are making the bigger circles. Now, my father instructed us before the Karate Kid to make those kind of circles when we, we wash the car as to make sure that you um, get every square inch, uh, sometimes repeating sections um, to make sure that you don't leave dirt on the car. He was very big on having a detailed car. So uh, we'd, we'd wash the car completely. Now, after the car was, was washed using this technique, um, then we'd wax. Now, the wax now the waxes that they have nowadays are a lot easier than the waxes that we had back then. Now, I don't advocate either one. I, I, I like to spray wax myself. It's sometimes easier uh, on the cars nowadays. But um, we used the old-fashioned turtle wax when we were kids, and that worked the shoulders a lot more because you would apply that and then you'd have to rub it off. And then you'd really have to use some shoulder strength sometimes to go over that several times in order to get all the wax off and to, and to increase its shine and luster. So um, that would really, really um, make your shoulder sore so that you got a really good workout when you were done. Now, <clears throat> one of the things that, uh, that I wanted to uh, make sure that I convey to you is not just teaching kids how to do a bunch of work, um, the practical application um, in doing this. So, you know, after you've washed and waxed a car really well and you have yourself something you can be proud of, um, the practical application is that you, um, Mr. Miyagi in the movie taught Daniel how to do blocks, okay? 
Now, the blocks that he taught him how to do are based on the, uh, some of the uh, choreographers' uh, responses to how they do the blocks, but uh, in uh, the martial art that I teach, Choi uh, Kwon Do and also Universal Martial Art, they, um, we do what's called an outward block or an inward block or a low block. Okay. Now, all three of these blocks block different sections of the body, and we use the whole arm when we block. Now, when, you, when you're washing a car, you, you uh, wax on, wax off, or wash the car in the right circle or the left circle, you're making an outward block, an inward block, or a low block. Okay? Now, one of the key components in a block, okay, um, it's a lot of times when people block, like when they block in movies, they try and do very minimal blocking because it kind of looks cool, and you don't hurt the actor when you're trying to uh, uh Try to block things, so they make it look really cool, as if he uses very little energy to uh, to move a punch aside. Um, and then there's the other one where, uh, in some martial arts, where they kind of strike when they block. Now, when you strike when you block, um, it seems like it's all powerful, but a lot of times, um, like when you use like kind of a back fist strike type of technique to block, is that your fist stops. Okay, and the reason why your fist stops is because it stops at the impact point. Um, Sometimes in Taekwondo, in our martial art, we follow through, but still, when you try to strike with a loose arm, you, um, you sometimes still stop. So one of the key components in the way that we block is that we use the shoulder. Okay, so when you use the shoulder, that's the last component of a block or a punch. And when you use the shoulder, okay, like for example, when you do an outward block and you're going to block your face and you're using the back of your arm to block, you rotate your shoulder to the outside. Now, when you rotate your shoulder to the outside, you're making, you're, you're kind of strengthening the whole blocking mechanism, okay? So your, your shoulder goes out and then you, instead of them just trying to block the weight of, their, of your arm, you're also, you're blocking the technique using like, uh, like half of your trunk of the, uh, you know, the, the shoulder, the lat, um, and the, and the chest muscles, the surrounding muscles. So um, the same thing with the inward block. When you bring it to the inside, your shoulder, flip, your shoulder flips inward, okay? Now these are all done when you're washing and waxing a car, okay? Uh, including the low block, which um, is, a, is a rotation as well. Now, when you use your shoulder in these blocks, you form a concentrated push, okay? So it's someone with a with a heavier than normal uh, strong arm or strong leg, you can, you can still have the energy, the strength to push it uh, away, to deflect it, okay? Uh, one of the things that a lot of people uh, think when they want to defend themselves is they assume that they're gonna be facing someone the same size as them, okay? More often than not, that's not the case. Sometimes the, the uh, guy is bigger, stronger, and you have to be able to, um, to use your whole body when you block. Now, um, <clears throat> that's um, a key component to what Mr. Miyagi was trying to teach Daniel is that the, the strength of the shoulders um, would help him to make his blocks stronger, okay? And what I'm claiming in, in our martial art is that it not only makes your shoulders stronger, but also the practical application is, is that you have a more concentrated push when you do the block by using your shoulders in the block, by using the full rotator cuff of the shoulder. So 
that's a, a really important concept that we're trying to, to convey here. Now, um, as I said, many of you are familiar with this particular topic because you've seen it in practice um, in the Karate Kid movies. Um, now, in further podcasts, we're going to be examining uh, some of the other topics that, that were not in the movie that you can use to add uh, to your martial art training. Now, one of the things that I would recommend, now we, we explained the, plat the practical application, but one of the things that needs to happen after, this is one thing that a lot of people miss, is that after you've done the work, let's say for example that you have uh, little uh, Joey go out there and, uh, and, pr and wash the car, okay? And after he washes it, um, one of the things that my father used to do is he used to walk around and inspect the cars after he was done and, and tell us the spots that we missed, okay? Now, some people say that my father was a little judgmental on that. Um, and, and sometimes, uh, you know, when we were teenagers and, or younger, we were like, you know, come on, Dad, we just want to finish these cars and be done so we can go do something, go play or whatever. But um, you know what, though? Um, focusing on making sure that you do a good job is important. You know, having doing a good job. You know, you have to, you have to do. You can't just throw up anything, especially especially when you get older. When you're younger, um, when you're younger, anything that a kid does is great. You know, you're like, okay, he brushed his teeth and uh, he drew a picture. It's great. But when you get older, you are subject to more critique um, in that respect, and because they want you to be able to work hard to produce something of extreme value, to have a high standard. You know, so that you know. Um, you know, I don't want to go overboard on that because sometimes people can go overboard, but um, it is isn't important to make sure that you do a good job on something, okay? Um, but one of the things that's missing with this is that after you're done with the work, you need to practice your blocks. So, for example, after you're done washing the car, then you should go out outside or, you know, if you have space inside to do it, you should practice your blocks. So you should practice outward block, inward block, and low block, okay, whatever martial art you're doing. So um, the region of the face, the region of the stomach area, and the uh, region of the uh, thigh area, okay? So you should practice all your blocks. You should probably practice them at least 10 times each in order to reinforce your martial art training, okay? So that's something that you would do, and, and that could be a lot of fun too. You can put, your, put some music on and, and practice those blocks um, over and over again. Maybe make sure you use both arms, okay? So you gotta use the right stance and the left stance to make sure that you get enough exercise on that, okay? And then of course too, your, your shoulders could be a little sore, so make sure that you stretch really good after you're done to make sure those stretches, you know, those shoulders are, are nice and healthy and that they uh, can be used later in the day and also the next day. So um, that's, that's a very important concept that'll help you to uh, not only take the that work itself and turn it into the practical application, but also the, um, the actual practice itself when you're done to make sure that you are um, fully integrating it. So uh, anyways, um, to get you excited about some of the uh, further topics, I, I don't know which topic I'll do next, um, but here is some, some topics that we're going to be covering. Okay, I mentioned earlier about mowing the lawn. As a, as a work task. That's something that uh, can be incorporated into a martial arts training. 
Um, also, too, I have one, a funny one called Just Add Rocks, okay? And, of course, uh, there's different ones like Sand the Floor, which we'll cover, um, as well as some other key concepts like uh, Shoshu Geico, okay, which is training outside, which down here in Florida we, uh, we experience quite a bit. So, anyways, um, I hope that you enjoyed uh, my podcast today. Uh, we could possibly have guests on in the future to talk about different topics, um, but uh, I hope that you take these lessons that are learned and apply them to your own martial arts training so that you can uh, get better and, of course, increase productivity and make this a better world. Once again, I am Master Craig, and this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. Take care. Bye-bye.